Here at Crossroads Church, we believe that Jesus is the best thing that has ever happened to us, and we want others to know Him as we do. You can visit us Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. at 500 South Interstate 35 in Belton, Texas. For the most updated information here at Crossroads Church, visit us at crcbelton.com and like us at facebook.com slash crcbelton. You are now about to listen to our Sunday podcast. We hope to see you this Sunday at 1030. Be blessed. You may be seeing the house of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Good stuff. Amen. That's what should happen when we worship the one true living God. Just in case you're wondering, for those that didn't know who Joe Mack was, that was him who felt motivated to come up and worship at the front. And I felt motivated to go pray for him as other men and women did. And we be, we're believing for a miracle, brother. We are. We're putting our faith out there. Amen. Why not? I mean, we're not going to give up, are we? You came to the wrong church if you want your pastor to give up. We're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep praying. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Judges chapter 13. And then we're going to go to Judges chapter 16. If you haven't already, please silence your cell phones. God, in fact, does want to speak to you today, but he is not going to call you. He is not going to text you. He's not going to Snapchat you. He's not going to send you a private message on Facebook, hit you up on Twitter at God uh, 2016. None of that. I mean, he's going to talk to you through me, through his word, through his precious Holy Spirit. And so I want you to be ready to do that. And so uh, the Olympics you can catch later and get the highlights later. One of my relatives, by the way, won the first gold in uh, the Olympics. So for those that follow me on social media, that's a joke. I'm really not kin to, kin to her. Not that I'm aware of, but um, I thought that was interesting. Amen. Today after church, if you are a guest for the first time, um, I, my wife's not with me, but I would like to say hi to you. If, not, if I have not had the opportunity to shake your hand and kind of say hello to you today, or maybe your second or third time back and you've not gotten an opportunity to meet me or I have not received an opportunity to meet you, uh, when church is over, on my right, your left, on this side of our lobby, there's some cookies and milk, which everybody loves. And if you're lactose intolerant, you can still have a cookie. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, And so those are from the Lord. They've already been anointed and appointed. All the calories have been taken out from them. But uh, we do want to say hi to you. We do want to greet you and let you know that you came to Crossroads, and it's a big deal. And we're glad that you're here with us and that God brought you here today. Amen. If you haven't, uh, uh, you can also open up the Bible app and have all the notes there. And uh Follow along with us, Judges chapter 13, uh, verses 24 and 25, and then we'll go to Judges chapter 16, verse 6. But beginning reading in Judges chapter 13, verse 24 and 25, the word of God reads, the woman gave birth to a son, and they named him what? Samson, and the boy grew, and God blessed him. The boy grew, and God blessed him. The Spirit of God began working in him. I want everyone to say that part out loud with me. It's on the screen if you can't see it, but it says, say it out loud, the Spirit of God began working in him. One more time. The Spirit of God began working in him. One more time. The Spirit of God began working in him. And this happened while he was uh, staying at the Danite camp between Zorah and Eshtal. Ver, uh, Judges chapter 16, verse 6. Turn with me in your Bibles there. If you have a real Bible, if you have your digital Bible, Follow me there, Judges chapter 16, verse 6, reading out of the Living Bible translation. So Delilah begged Samson to tell her his secret. Victoria had a secret. We're not sure what it is, but so does Samson. Some of you will catch that in a little bit. Samson 
tell him, he wanted her to tell him a secret. And he says, she says, please tell me, Samson, why you are so strong, she pleaded. She says, I don't think anyone could ever capture you. Please tell me, Samson, why you are so strong, she pleaded. I don't think anyone could ever capture you. I'd like to talk to you just for a few moments today and share with you out of God's word just something that I think hits home to everyone in here at some level, at some point in your life, but that is that the struggle is real. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. And if, you, if I really am talking to you, you could have said, no, actually, he's talking to me. The struggle is real. Hashtag. The struggle is real. It might have been a struggle to get to God's house today. The struggle might have been real to get to God's house today. Joe Max says, amen. It is, brother. The struggle is real sometimes. You don't have some victory to have, to have some peace in your heart, to have some peace in your mind, some peace in your home. The struggle can be real sometimes. Uh, just to continue to stand, continue to fight, to continue to keep going on. Uh, can I tell you that when you come to church on Sunday mornings and you receive from God and God blesses you, the enemy, your, your enemy, the devourer of your soul, of your home, is, is waiting to pounce you, to steal from you the very thing that God has just now given you during worship. Right? I mean, just a few weeks ago when we were studying through the book of Judges, we've been talking about, you know, getting the fight back in us, right? If, and if it's a fight that the enemy wants, let's give him a fight, amen? I believe a bunch of you, come on, have gotten back in the ring. It's been fun to watch. Give God a praise, sure. And so as we conclude this study in the book of Judges, Samson is the last judge that Israel would have before God would give them a king. Because later they would beg for a king to be like other nations. That's where part of Israel went wrong is that God had set them apart. Remember last week we talked about consecration, God setting us apart for special purposes. God had done that with his people, Israel, but yet they said they wanted to be like everybody else. And God says, no, but you're not like everybody else, right? I've set you apart. So God gave him a king, he gave him Saul and eventually David, and some of you are familiar with that story. But Samson, Samson would be the last judge that Israel would have. Now, to kind of give you something to think about and to chew on for a moment mentally, I, I want you to picture with me how many of, how many, let's do this. Raise your hand if you grew up in church and you've heard the story of Samson before. Wave your hand in the air like you just don't care. All right, awesome, awesome. A lot of us, a majority of us have probably heard that story before. If you haven't, um, typically growing up in church in Sunday school and, and when I grew up in, in the older days before digital stuff, like we had the felt characters, man. And a felt board. For the young people in here, that are, what's a felt board? Well, I think we might have one floating in a prop room somewhere. somewhere. But we had a felt board, and, and they would, as the teacher was telling stories, she would peel off the, the pieces and put up other pieces and characters. But my whole life, like, as I began, began kind of become adult, you know, it, not always an adult, but sometimes I am and act like one. But, you know, I was like, man, I, I would love to look like Samson, man, that that would be awesome, like to have muscles on my muscles, you know what I'm saying, like, and so as a kid, I grew up picturing Samson just to be this dude that was just a muscles everywhere, I mean, like, he was running out of room for muscles, muscles that no one had ever even seen or identified before, you know, kind of like those old Popeye commercials, he would flex and, uh, you know, it would just kind of stack up. 
So I want to throw this out there because we just read in Judges chapter 16, verse 6, that Delilah asked him a very important question that we can't miss. And that is, tell me where your strength is. Now, I'm saying that because if, if Samson, in fact, looked like we're picturing him to look, you know, I'm Samson. I mean, he was Arnold before Arnold was Arnold. Come with me if you want to live, <laughs> you know. He's not a Duma. You know, if, if, if that's how Samson looked, why would she ask him, where is your strength? May I propose to you that maybe Samson looked just like us. But when the Holy Spirit would come upon him, in fact, he would, he would do great exploits because they couldn't see the Holy Spirit, but they would see the effects of Holy Spirit. Amen. Some of you are nodding your head and you're getting it. Some of you are like, I believe in the lives of the believers today. You look in the mirror and you say, well, I look pretty ordinary and that's okay. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you start doing crazy stuff. Come on, somebody. And the world looks at you and they say, how are you so strong? Come on, somebody. Somebody shout, I am strong. We have a video we want to play a little bit of what it means to be strong and persevere. Man, I don't even know who that kid is, but we've had a laugh at his expense today. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's something to be said about perseverance, amen? Like, I want to applaud that kid. Like, he's an internet sensation, probably doesn't even know it. There's nothing like parents in your corner that are laughing at you, right, <laughs> to root you on. <laughs> like, they're laughing at you. You hear the dad and the mom like, wah! Thanks, dad. Thanks, mom. The truth is, <coughs> I feel like that kid sometimes. I do. I believe, I feel sometimes. You ever feel this way? Like you're just, you're hitting against the thing that's opposing, like nothing's happening. Right? Like I, God's saying, do it again. You're like, I just hit it. And he's saying, hit it again. And you're like, God, I don't want to get up in the morning. He's saying, but get up. You say, God, I feel like quitting. He says, don't quit. And God, I've already been down this road. He says, but go down it again. Are you hearing my heart today, church? 
Can I say to every person, every man, every woman, every single person, every married person, every grandparent, whoever you are, whatever is part of your title, don't give up. Amen. Give God a praise. Samson and, and our Savior, Jesus Christ, have some really similarities in their story. We kind of talked a little bit about this last week. But an angel of the Lord appeared to Samson's mom. We don't know her name, but appeared to Samson's mom and says, you're going to be with the child. She couldn't have children. You're going to have children. Same thing with Mary. Not that she hadn't tried to have children yet, but she wasn't married yet. And she, but the Holy Spirit, an angel appeared to her and says, you also are going to have a child, and, and he's going to be the Messiah, and you're going to call him Jesus. And, and so she has a son as well. It tells us that Samson, from an early age, was blessed, that, that, that the Lord blessed him. It tells us about Jesus something very similar. It says that he grew in stature in favor with God and man. Kind of real similar things. Both of them, we don't know really much after that until they become adults. We don't hear of Jesus again once he turns 12 and he's in the temple and his parents flip out because they left him behind. They blamed it on him, but really they left Jesus behind. And uh, like, But he was in the temple teaching. And then from 12 to about 30, we don't really know anything about Jesus other than he grew in stature and favor with God and man. Samson's very, very similar story. We don't hear much else after this, or hear anything at all, until he becomes a man and uh, begins to do the, these great exploits. One day a lion is coming after him, and he grabs a lion, and the Bible says, depending on what version you read, he rips it like a man would rip a piece of paper. <laughs> rips the lion open. One day 300 men come against him. He picks up the jawbone of an ass of a donkey, knocks them all out of the park. One day, a bunch of guys that made him mad because they gave his wife away to his best friend. It's in the Bible. Gave his wife away to his best friend. Her father wouldn't let him see him, so he gets mad, grabs a bunch of foxes, sticks a fire torch, ties their tails together, sticks a fire torch in there, and sends it into the city to burn the city down. I'm not making this up. This is really in your Bible. Good stuff, amen? Crazy stuff. Hollywood type stuff. And then Samson, you're familiar with the story that he finds Delilah. He looks at her. And uh, desires her, if you were here last week, you know, she was fine as wine, right? I mean, uh, he liked her. He had a weakness for ladies, man. He had a weakness for women. And that was clear from beginning as a young man. And he found Delilah. And so Delilah ultimately would be his downfall. I mean, she would be the one that would get his secret from him. And, and I say that today because I really believe inside of all of us, God has placed something within us that the devil is truly after. John 10.10 10 tells us that the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus follows it up by saying, but I have come to give you life and life more to the fullest or life abundantly. I believe that each and every person in here that you have an assignment. Now, you would read Jeremiah 29.11 that God has a purpose for you and a plan for you. I want to say a different way is that God has an assignment for you. We're about to go back to school and all the students are like, great. I get assignments at school. Now God's given me an assignment. I believe that God has given all of us an assignment to do. And that if we seek to do this assignment on our own, we will come up short. Because our strength is not in of ourselves, right? It's just not. Um, we have, because the Olympics are going on right now, you may not know this, and they're probably going to punish me tomorrow in the workout, but um, is Chad here today? His wife is. Uh, her husband she, by no means, is uh, relegated on her own to the back. She's a world champion on, on her own, Jody. 
but her husband is a two-time Olympian. And uh, he's like, here today, he's probably out training people to lift right now. So uh, I thought it was pretty cool. We have Olympians in our church, right? Isn't that a cool thing? Yeah. Remember a couple years ago, I, I wore one of the gold medals. I get, it was like, I had to ask him where it was at. He's like, I think it's at my mom's house. I was like, dude, like, I'd be wearing that every day. Like, what's that around your neck? Oh, it's just a gold medal. That's all. It's like, no, it's not that big a deal. I actually have a couple of them, but whatever. This is my Monday one. <laughs> So her husband, like, for those that have never seen Chad or trained with him, like, his legs are the size of my whole body. Like, seriously. <laughs> he's not necessarily, he's not a tall guy, but he's dense. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's thick, rock solid. Not, you know, the right dense, not that dense. He's thick. He's rock solid. There's no fat on this guy anywhere. And I watched him train, and, and, and I, I've seen him. I, 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 she told me, I heard the story, better for her to tell it someday maybe, but get them to tell it. But when he was training for the Olympics, like his eating schedule, and she had to wake him up through the night just so he could eat. And I'm like, that sounds great. <laughs> like, what? Like, I'm not training for the Olympics, but, man, somebody wake me up to eat. Like, because like, he had to have calories, and he had to, you know, he's training and lifting heavy weights and throwing world records around, you know, like, Snapping necks and cashing checks. I mean, he was just, like, killing it and slaying it. But seriously, his legs, man, they're, like, massive. Like, his quads, like, huge. Huge. <laughs> his quads are huge. A big guy, strong guy. When I look at him, I wouldn't say, where does your strength come from? Because I can look at him and see where his strength is. It's in his legs. <laughs> He can squat a house, literally. <laughs> She's strong, too, like super strong, much stronger than me. I want to do something real quick. Larry, we come and join me? Noah, Ken, where's Roy? I saw Roy in the house. Not my father-in-law, Roy, the other Roy. Come on, Roy, hiding over there. You're too big, dude. You can't be hiding. Daniel? Oh, Daniel's coming on up. All right. Some other big dudes. If I'm missing over all the big, now listen. If you're here, like I'm only up here because I got the mic and I'm the pastor. But otherwise, I wouldn't be standing up here. Yeah. Aaron, a Aaron, come on up, a Aaron. Terrence, there's Terrence on the front. Come on, Terrence is in here. You're doing that with the kids. Rock star. All right. There's some big dudes right here. Right. There's some strong dudes. Yeah. Nobody. Everybody's afraid to say anything. Uh, I don't, yeah, I guess. Don't call me dense, yeah. <laughs> you have to do that panoramic, dude. These guys are so big, you got to do that panoramic picture. You, would, you wouldn't look at these guys and say, man, how is it that they are so strong? Like, you can see it on them. You know what I mean? It's like they put on man in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know those old, you know those, uh, those, uh, Old Spice commercials. You guys seen those Old Spice commercials? <laughs> that's these guys. Like, that's them. Like, that's, that's what I see in them. Like, I see a man's man. <laughs> Bear glove. <laughs> Bear glove. Uh, please, please, stop, stop, please, please. I see some big, strong dudes. I see men that are physically intimidating, right? Like that that have a little some swagger to them, you know what I'm saying? Like some real deal 
Holyfield. Am I blowing it up? Keep pumping. That's right. I'll break you down in a minute. So uh, <coughs> uh, I'm saying that because I want you to have a visual church that when Delilah looked at Samson, she said, how is it that you're so strong? I think Samson probably looked a little bit more like me. And so she's like, you know, she looks at them. She's like, how are you so strong? Or she wouldn't look at them and say that, but she'd look at me. And it's like, okay, how is he so strong? I'm going to look at these other guys. So I know these guys are strong. I, I should have done the demonstration I wanted to do. But anyway, so these are big, strong dudes. And we look at them and we say we know where their strength is. But they also have internal strength. Well, what you don't know about this guy is he runs a multimillion-dollar company. would never tell you that as a giver of givers. It's hard to outgive this guy. Seriously, you're sitting on some things that he's helped give. <laughs> a giver of givers, him and his dad, his whole family. This guy pretty much running the city of Belton while you're sleeping, making sure that you're okay. You got the chief of police, and then you got Larry. Really, Larry does both, but anyway, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. This guy, talented, man. Redoing, redid the seats on my avalanche, man. Now I'm rolling in style. I was all driving this beat-up old ride with, but, but amazing work, crafty with his hands, great, talented. I know crafty's not the right word for a guy, <laughs> so I take that back. Ken and his wife walk in humility, quiet humility. I'm going to say the same thing about Daniel. Strong. Both of them might not ever say much, but when they do, you should shut up and listen. Right? As Larry would say, it's the quiet ones you got to watch out for. <laughs> Carrots, killing it on the football field, but most importantly, killing it in kids' church. Yeah, give him a big hand. Going to kids camp. You see, guys, see some of those videos of Terrence at kids camp rocking it out, man, just having fun. And that's it, dude. Do that. That's it. Do your thing. Do your thing. Proud of you. You're a good man. Worked hard. Hard worker. This guy right here. Look at his face. Aaron, for those that don't Aaron, don't know Aaron, Aaron. Also crafty with his hands. Can weld woodwork. Change a diaper while he's doing it all. Like flip down his welding mask. Weld, changing a diaper. Battled him and his wife. Miscarriages, but God has given them a beautiful boy. I'm going to dedicate him soon. Amen. <laughs> Give these guys a big hand. A big hand. These are big guys. You guys can be seated. You guys can be seated. Where does your strength lie? Where does your strength lie? Can I tell you that you have an assignment? Everyone say, I have an assignment. An assignment, let me tell you this, defined in legal terms, is the transfer of a claim, a right, or interest, or property from one to another. Let me read that again. An assignment is the transfer of a claim, a right, an interest, or property from one to another. It is God transferring to you your assignment, your claim, your right, your interest, and your property. 
God has given all of us an assignment, something only you can do. And many of you, from the day you were born, the enemy has been after your assignment. Because if he can kill the assignment, he can kill the person. He can kill the man. He can kill the woman. Give God a praise. And it's not even so much you that he's after. Because she said, Samson, if you'll just tell me your secret, because no one can capture you. And so, you know, he lied to her three times and finally told her his real truth. Well, if they cut my hair, then my strength will be gone from me. He surrendered his secret for a moment of gratification. Seriously. How many of us do that so often? We surrender the secret of our assignment for one moment. Just to be gratified, to be fulfilled, to be, you know, to feel our flesh tingle. But you have an assignment that God has given each and every one of you to do. If I had the time, I'd call out all of your names because I think I know most of them. But God has given you assignment. And brother and sister, can I tell you that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords needs you to get busy with your assignment. It is not me that suffers. It is the kingdom of God that is suffering when we are silent with our assignment. We all have an assignment. Maybe your assignment in this season that you're in is just to be the best mom and dad that you can be. Maybe literally that is your assignment right now. God has placed that on you. He says, I have called you to rock it out as a mom, to be a rock star dad. And that is your assignment. Some of you, maybe he's given you the assignment of public speaking or preaching like myself. He's like, I have put you on this planet during this season. There is time to proclaim the word of God. Perhaps God has given you talents and abilities like my brother, and he's placed you in the workplace. And he says, I'm going to send you all over this nation on the world's expense so that you can share the gospel with Jesus Christ and with other people. Maybe God has placed you in, a, in an area of influence so that when you speak, people literally, because it's their job, have to be quiet and listen to you. Can I tell you to walk in excellence in that assignment? See, whatever your assignment is, whatever you need to fill in the blank right now, God has said only you can do that, Wendy. Only you can do that, Brian. Only you can do that, Larry, Ken, Dwayne, Angel. You hear me? Only you can do that, Terrence. Gabe, only you can do that. Fulfill your assignment. Chuck, fulfill your assignment. Start doing the stuff that God has called you to do. He's after your assignment. He wants your secret, Libby. He wants to know what your secret is. He wants you to surrender your assignment, Nori. But don't surrender your assignment. Don't give it up. Amen. Let me close with this. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Even though Samson didn't say this, and this is in the New Testament, the New Covenant. Each time he said, no, but I am with you, and that is all you need. For my power shows up best in weak people. Ha, I love that. You love that? That's me. His power shows up best in weak people. God didn't call me to be strong. That's his job, to be strong. My strength is in him. My strength is not in me. At church, the minute that we start walking in our own strength is the minute we start marching to our own spiritual death. His strength shows up best in our weakness. And I don't know about you, but that encourages me because I'm weak many, many times. And it's in my weakness that his strength shines through. Joe, 
we don't know how powerful of a healer he is until how sick we are. We don't know how great he can repair and restore and redeem until we see how broken we are. Who am I preaching to today? His strength shows up in your weakness. The evidence that something is strong is not in of itself. It is the demonstration of power that reveals the strength. Right? So for me to say that the marble on this table is strong is one thing. I can look at it and say it's strong. But we all know that the material is strong because of the load that it can bury. And some of you have had some serious load put on you. And it's not because God has looked at you and has pushed his thumb on you and says, oh, ha, 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 look how much I can put on them and I'm going to suppress them. No, 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 because you have some strong shoulders and God has put some stuff on some of you that you felt like you couldn't carry when you've done it to your best ability. And I believe that all of heaven is applauding you today, that they're standing up right now giving you a standing ovation and they're saying, keep going. Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us that, that we are surrounded surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses to keep running our race, church. And you are strong not because of your name, but because of the demonstration of the power of God at work within you. Who am I talking to today? Who is receiving this today? You are strong not because of your name, but you are strong because of the demonstration of the power of God within you. Samson was not strong because he looked like Arnold. He was strong because when he yielded to God, Holy Spirit would come upon him and he would do great things. And I believe today that the God of the universe and the architect of creation is looking down at crossroads today. And he's saying, is there anyone in there that would stand up and say, God, use me again? again for my assignment. Redeem my past. Redeem my failures. Redeem my shortcomings. Redeem my faults so that I can fulfill my assignment. Stand to your feet all across this place. Let's sing and let's worship the Lord. Believe what you're singing today, that he is my light and my salvation.